All right, I'm talking about uh, this concept, I identify as. A lot of people are choosing uh, different identities, and what I want to focus on is the uh, incredible scriptural New Testament idea of finding your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ, and that you're not only just acknowledging that, but you're actually putting that on as the way you live your life. So today, I want to talk about this idea for a few minutes. I identify as victorious. Somebody say victorious. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, But thanks be to God who always, somebody say always, always leads us in triumph in Christ. Everybody read that first sentence with me. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to the one an aroma from death to death to another an aroma from life to life. And who is adequate for these things? I think this is an incredible promise uh, and should, is one of the most important ideas to me to shape the way you frame living your life is that God always leads me in triumph in Christ. I will never assume the posture of a victim in life but I will always take the posture of victorious in life. Amen. It's, a, it, it's, it's an attitude. It's a heart condition. It's a mindset. Uh, it's one of the most important things that can happen uh, in your life to help you win in life and help you to have strong, healthy, mental, and spiritual attitude. Somehow, some way, Jesus is going to lead us into victory. And, and I, I'm encouraging you to get a hold of that and, and let it get a hold of you. What's interesting to me about this passage is that uh, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling us that triumph in Christ smells like something. It's a fragrance. Everyone has a smell, a scent. Come on, turn and look at your neighbor. Say, you smell. You, your, your fragrance, your odor, your scent, your stench. No, no, it wouldn't be true. It, it says something about you, where you've been, who you are. If, if we get around you and it smells all like cigarette smoke, we know you've been smoking. Now, smoking won't send you to hell, just make you smell like you've been there, but 
When somebody just steps out of the shower, just smell fresh, smell good. There's some people you get around, you smell perfume, smell cologne. I could always tell when girls were little, uh, when we somebody would hand them back to us in church, and we could always tell who'd been holding them because of the cologne or the perfume they smell like. You've been outside cooking barbecue, you're going to smell like barbecue. Your clothes are going to smell like barbecue. Your hair is going to smell like barbecue. Uh, When you've been out working, you're going to smell like you've been working. You're you're not often aware of how you smell. Others actually smell you better than you smell yourself. And uh, there is this sense that we are getting out of this passage that there's a a spiritual fragrance as well. Uh, There's a sense of the fragrance of the presence of God. Uh, You can can feel it in a church, on a church. I I can't tell you how many times I've had people say to me, Pastor, when I first drove up onto the Rock Church campus, I just felt the presence of God in my life, but there's, you can get around people and in their life, you can smell the fragrance of the presence of God. Uh, if you get around somebody's ministry, you can smell the fragrance of the presence of God. Fragrance is, it's a part of the atmosphere. Uh, you know, you can have, you create atmosphere for work, you create atmosphere for exercise, you create atmosphere for romance, you create an environment, and fragrance is really a part of that. And the thing about fragrance is, is it's kind of an intangible. Like it, it, it's sort of just a, have you ever walked into a place and go, something smells funny in here? It's, it's just kind of an intangible, but you sense it, you know it. Uh, fragrance can attract, uh, fragrance can repel, uh, fragrance can make you hungry. You know, if somebody pops open a, an orange, you just smell that orange and it just makes you hungry for it. Somebody pops open a bad raw egg, this causes you to lose your appetite, right? And, you know, it's funny too because what smells good to one person is an odor to another person. And uh, that's part of what this passage is telling us as well, is that your walk with God blesses some people, but your walk with God irritates some other people. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're walking with Jesus, spending time with Jesus, smelling like Jesus, uh, you, you can become a walking offense. You could be the nicest person around. You could do everything you uh, could do to be kind and neighborly and friendly and helpful to people, but some, somehow to some people, it is an, an odor. You know, I remember when uh, Kmart, I, I don't think they're still going anymore, but on uh, Smoky Park Highway, I remember I had to go in there for something, which you, you had to be desperate to go in a Kmart, right, and... and uh, I got to be desperate to go on a Walmart, much less uh, 
But uh, you walked into the place and it just had the smell of death. I mean, it just was like, it just was this odd, am I in the twilight zone? Like, what's going on here? And, and, and the reality is every restaurant, every church, every business, every home, every family has a fragrance, a, a smell of life or a smell of death. I like what this uh, verse is telling us, verse 15. It says, we are fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. In other words, the fragrance that is, it's not me trying to smell good to you. It's, it's the my worship of God and my service to God. It's my relationship with God that people are picking up on. We're not, we're not trying to impress people with how good we are. It's just, you feel Jesus on some people. You know what I'm saying? You smell Jesus on some people. And sometimes, we, you know, have you ever been around somebody who's trying too hard to smell good? Better that than the other direction. Verse 14 says, thanks be to God who always, somebody say always again, always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. There is a smell of triumph. I said there is a smell of victory. There's something about the smell of victory on a person that's walking with Jesus. It, it has nothing to do with the state of circumstance. It has everything to do with their spirit. It's the smell of a victorious spirit. It's the smell of a winning spirit. It's the smell of winning in life. And there's something about really knowing Jesus that can lift us out of feeling sorry for ourselves, out of living defeated, out of, out of living condemned, out of living confused. It can lift us out of depression it, it can do something to your soul. The, the smell of triumph. I'm never going to live with a victim mentality. I'm going to live with a victorious mentality. The smell of triumph. It's not that everything's great, but there's something within you that's in your relationship with Jesus that just smells like victory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on. And I don't want us to, to, to undermine the strength of the word of God here. Always, God always has a victory in his mind for you. It may not show up in the way you originally intended for it to show up. Come on, I've prayed some prayers 
that I thank God never got answered. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I'm just here to encourage you today that whatever you're going through, and I know you're going through something, whatever you're coming up against, whatever mountain you happen to be facing, there is a victory for you in the mind of God. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. I went to Bible college uh, about maybe three years after I gave my heart to the Lord. And um, I actually remember very little about Bible college. Uh, I didn't really learn anything that applied actually to real life ministry. But two amazing things happened for me in Bible college. The first and the best was I met Suzette in Bible college. And uh, we started a long journey. Next week, on the 17th, be married for 40 years. It's going to be a great, amen. I just about got her trained. Actually, you know it's the other way around, right? But the, the second thing that has proved invaluable to my life that I really want you to get is I learned I could live in a spirit of victory every day of my life. I think before uh, I went to CFNI, uh, my emotions would run my life. I could be sky high one day and I could be dredging bottom two days later. I could let circumstances around me tell me how I ought to feel, how I ought to look at life, how I ought to respond, how I ought to live. And I just learned, and mainly it came from going to a chapel service, 30 minutes of worship, Monday through Friday, which is why I'm always encouraging you guys, you got to have time alone with God. You got to get your spirit right because you don't know what the day is going to throw at you. But I could say that, that meeting Suzette and having understanding that I could live in a spirit of victory, a spirit of triumph every day of my life has set the course for my life. We talk about these verses a lot around here, but I love them. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So no matter what happens in life, no matter what life has thrown at you, what the enemy has thrown at you, what you've thrown at yourself, God has an ability to cause it all. God has a willingness, a desire to cause it all to work together for your good. I'm glad about that. And Isaiah 54, 17 says, there's no weapon that is formed against you that will prosper. It doesn't say that there's no weapon formed against you because there are many weapons that get formed against us, but none of them will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you'll condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and, the vin and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Come on. Life could throw some battles at you, but it's not going to prosper. Amen. Triumph. You know, the, the concept behind a triumph is a battle has already occurred, 
And the picture that we're given by Greek scholars is that it's, it's a king's army marching triumphantly through the street. We won, right? Triumph means a battle has occurred and someone has won. Someone has come out on top. It means that a victory has taken place, but can I say to you that a victory being won means there was a fight that happened. Hello. And this idea of living in triumph is an understanding that there are some battlegrounds in life. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3 says, endure hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Endure Whatever hardship you might be facing, endure it like a soldier. Soldier up on what you're facing. Here's a mistake that we can easily make. Having a mental attitude that thinks life is supposed to be easy. If you can do away with that one, you, you put yourself ahead of most of the human race because a lot of people aren't, well, they don't actually say life is supposed to be easy and they don't even realize they're thinking life is supposed to be easy. But as soon as they encounter any kind of hardship, they're like, what is going on? I'm a nice guy. I tried hard. I, this should not be happening to me. And I just want to say to you that whatever hardship you might be facing, you can endure that hardship like a soldier. When hard things happen, we don't act like it's an unusual thing. The truth is, when life's not easy, we can start to mope around. They're not treating me right at work. They're not treating me right at school. This didn't go my way. That didn't go my way. We're acting like that's unusual. Like we're some kind of special class of picked on person. And I'm saying this to you because you got to gather to your own heart a sense of whatever hardship I'm facing, whether it's the shared hardship we're all going through with this crazy pandemic and all the surrounding issues. But every one of us probably has some kind of specific, difficult hardship that we're facing. And I'm just coming to you as your pastor who loves you saying, you're not serving yourself well by thinking my life ought to be easy. This is not right that this is happening. No, endure hardship like a soldier. Carry a spirit of victory. Carry a spirit of triumph. And and at the end, whatever the end is, Jesus has a victory in mind for you. I love 1 Peter 4, verse 12. It says, Beloved, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. So... uh, Uh, A mental mistake that we can make is think life is supposed to be easy, but another mental mistake we can 
we can make is to say, what's happening to me is so strange, so, so unusual. My situation is so unique. Nobody knows. Hey, listen, somebody else has gone through exactly what you are going through and they've come out on top. Somebody else has overcome far worse than anything. Any, we, we get upset if somebody disagrees with us on Facebook. Can't believe you say that to me. Paul's writing 2 Corinthians in the midst of a life that he, was, he had been whipped, he'd been stoned, not this kind of stoned, but stoned. He'd, <laughs> he'd been thrown in prison wrongly. He'd been lied about. He'd been cheated against. He'd gone through all kinds of difficulty. The Bible said he went hungry, he went cold. This is the guy that's saying... Christ will always lead you in triumph. John 16, Jesus said, in the world, you have tribulation. That word could be translated pressure. But take courage, cheer up. I've overcome the world. Here's where I would like for us to all take a stand, is to recognize we were made for this. Whatever hardship, whatever tribulation, whatever pressure, I can handle it. Come on. I, I can handle this. He said, don't worry about the pressures of the world. I've overcome the world. So you know what? I can have a good attitude. I could be in a good mood. I could say amen. I, I, I could cheer up. I could believe God. I could overcome in this one. I could walk in victory. I could get a positive outlook on all the crazy hardships that happen in life. And I don't know what your hardships are, just know you have some. And your hardship might be financial, your hardship might be a family thing. Your hardship might be something happening to somebody you love and care about. Your hardship might be a health issue, might be a work issue. But here's what I know. You, in Christ, you can do this. You are made for this. Come on, you can handle this. You can, you can overcome. Endure Hardship, the Bible says, like a soldier. I don't, I don't think, I think a lot of people don't realize when we signed on for life, which we did, we sign on, we got thrown into this world. But when we signed on for life, we're signed on for a war. There is a, there is a spiritual war going on. And when we became a believer, we became even more of a target to the enemy 
I didn't just sign on to go to church. I didn't just sign up for church. We signed up for a war. I don't declare the war. I wish there was no war. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it wasn't that way. You don't declare the war either, but can I just tell you this? It's on. It's on. And you can either recognize it and live with a spirit of victory or you can get mowed over. How many people have signed up without realizing what they signed up for? And now they're knocked out of the race. I wish I didn't have to say that there's been thousands of people, multiple thousands, that have given their life to Christ in this church, but they've been knocked out of the race. There's been multiple thousands of people who've said, this is my church and it's gonna be my church forever, but they're not here anymore. There's thousands of people that started out with a call from God on their life and they got knocked out of the race. Come on, you got to recognize that you're signed up for a war. It's a war you can win, but you are set up for a war. I like this idea of triumph, this word triumph. It, it's, it's the smell of an already accomplished victory. It's when you put on that spirit of an overcomer what you're really doing is resting in the already accomplished victory of Jesus. That's what we were remembering this morning when we received communion. Walking in triumph is saying, Jesus, you paid the price for my forgiveness. You paid the price for my healing. You paid the price for my soul to be well. You paid the price for poverty to be poverty to be broken off of my life. I always think it's a fascinating thing. In the Old Testament, the, the priest had to wear clothing and set up in such a way that they, when they came to uh, minister to the Lord, they were not supposed to carry the smell of sweat. They were, they were not supposed to sweat in the presence of God. I think that idea of recognizing it's not me trying hard, it's me resting in the hands of a God who's promised to always lead me in triumph. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's learning to cooperate with, I'm not, I'm not gonna have, I'm, I'm not gonna sweat it. That stinks, <laughs> right? And yeah, there might be a stretch to say, okay, I'm really gonna trust God on this one. I'm really gonna lean in to God on this one. But that kind of approach smells a whole lot different than straining and striving the smell of somebody trying too hard, sweating, trying to do the will of God. Far better 
for us to carry this fragrance of obedience that just says, God, I just want to cooperate with what you want. I want to rest in what you provided for me. I'm going to enter in to what you have already prepared for me. One more time, 2 Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Hey, I wanna pray with you today. Would you bow your heads, please, and would you close your eyes? Father, we come before you today. Never wanna minimize the hardship anybody is facing, but always wanna maximize the idea that you always lead us in triumph. And you have a victory in store for every person, for every mountain, for every difficulty. And we're coming here today to fall deeply into your hands, to give our life completely to you. God, we're not gonna sweat, we're not gonna strain, we're not gonna strive, we're gonna trust in the goodness of God. So Lord, I'm praying right now for that person that's in this room, that person that's listening online. Let the, let the lights come on, let the revelation take place. God, we can walk in victory every day of our life because of the goodness of God. With your head bowed, your eyes closed, I wanna take a minute. Maybe you're here today and you've never actually surrendered to Jesus. I'd love to pray with you. Take that step. Come on, let's take that step together. Maybe you're here today and you used to be close to the Lord, but you know you're not where you wanna be, where you could be, where you know you should be. This is your day to come home. Or maybe you just feel unsure about where you really stand with God. If any of that speaks to your heart and you say, Pastor, really, pray, just pray with me. I, I, I want my life in the hands of God. I just want you to lift your hand real high and say, that's me. Just say, yeah, that's me. God bless you. Come on, anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. All over the room, just right where you are, not a call to like get your act together, it's a call to surrender. Anybody else? Thank you, hands all over the room. Anybody else? Just wanna say yes to Jesus, God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Hey, let's pray a prayer together. This is for everybody that lifted their hand, but I would love to, us all to pray these words. Everybody say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love and to your lordship. I need you, I want you in my life as my Lord. I know I've sinned, I've messed up, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start, a new beginning, help me become the person 
you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen.